0: So many of us, maybe we just didn't realize that Christianity would be so different than the preconception we had in our mind, Mm -hmm. that becoming a Christ follower would actually be the thing that makes us fully seated. Like, "Mm, okay, I'm super uncomfortable, but this feels right because this is what I was made for. I was made to live this unknown adventure following Jesus
1: welcome to the extraordinary lives podcast where we talk about lives that go beyond the ordinary to the extraordinary with the extra being jesus we'll be encouraged with amazing stories and helpful insights from the lives of ordinary people who have that extra that supernatural difference that only jesus can give i'm your host ellen bennett thanks for joining us Hello, I am so excited to welcome Debbie Meyer, my sweet friend of 27 years to the show. She has such an incredible heart for Jesus and for others. I just love her love of prayer, her love of worship and her total commitment to God and his plan. I'm just excited to glean from her thoughts. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks nice for being sweet here. friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about you. What are you up to these days? And then I want to ask you going back in time how you came to know the Lord and a little bit about your family
0: these days i am on a new mission i am working outside the home which and not in the the field of music or accompanying i've been a professional pianist accompanist for choral context for in classroom context various settings and have loved that and that's been my life actually since before i graduated from high school and then it became professional after college. So I'm not doing anything musical right now. Wow. <laughs> I'm working at a garden center because the situation in my family demanded that I go out and work a full-time job. So... I'm on mission. I'm learning every day what that looks like yes. for me. And God gave me this job, and he's sustaining me in it. It's a very physical job. So it's it's just a wild ride. It's wow. an adventure.
1: And I know we'll hear more <laughs> about that later. I really want to hear more because there's such a God story in that, too, yes. and your your love of gardening as well. So, so fun. <laughs> All right, so where did you grow up? And tell us about your family growing up.
0: I grew up in Bellingham, Washington, a lovely place to grow up, and I was the youngest of three girls, no boys. We had parents that from the get-go had decided Jesus was the one they were following. Choose you this day whom you will serve. As for Mm. me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So we grew up with a mom and dad that brought values of humility, forgiveness, work hard, And very blue-collar family as well. Mm. They brought that into every day. And I remember just learning I would rather humble myself and ask forgiveness of my sisters when we fought than go around carrying that in my heart. Because our parents taught us to do that early on. Wow. Um, And I didn't like having things between me and and my people that I loved, you know? That's
1: great.
0: So, yeah, my mom and dad, they're just, they're still on this earth, you know, in their 80s, still loving Jesus, still teaching me, still inspiring my life. I love it. Yes. And what are their names? Dean and Bonita.
1: Okay, a big shout out to Dean and Bonita. (laughs)
0: And I have one sister in heaven, she's gone ahead of us. And I have one sister in Michigan raising her own, no, has finished raising her own five children. Wow. And one of them is in heaven. Mm-hmm. So whoever's listening can can tell that I'm not 18 years old.
1: Yes. I'm yes. old
0: enough to have known so many people who've gone to heaven. And wow. and it does make the magnetic pull stronger wow. and stronger. The older I get, I, I feel like that's so true for many of us when we're aware that heaven is so real. Our loved ones who love Jesus, they're there, they're waiting, but they're not just sitting around waiting. They're doing stuff. Like, they're active, they're growing, they're, I don't know, whatever, you know? Right, right. <laughs> there's, there's so many question marks, but there's so much excitement, and I feel that pull. So it's sad, but it's sweet to have family members there mm-hmm. and um, to know we'll... We'll get together again.
1: Yes. Yep. What a great hope and anchor we mm-hmm. have in that.
0: Yep. So tell me about
1: how you came to know Jesus. It seems like your family really instilled who Jesus is in you. What about your personal commitment maybe later on or getting more established in following Jesus? How did that occur?
0: We did. All three of us daughters, we grew up going to church, going to the midweek, whatever it happened to be, you know, for our age groups, the youth in our different stages of life. So I was pretty young. I was actually, I believe, the only one of us three daughters that didn't pray with my mom and dad. I Mm. prayed by myself. And I remember I must have been either four or five years old. That's what we guesstimate. So I don't have a date, but I have a scene in my head. And I was In one of the bedrooms in the second story of our old Victorian home I grew up in and looking out and it was a sunny day. So I remember that because remember, I grew up in Washington State. It has a lot of rain. (laughs) So I remember looking out the window and I was kneeling there and enjoying the sunny day and just telling God that I wanted to be his, in whatever words I used at that time, and I don't remember. But I like Karen Burton Maines, who was a Christian author and public speaker back in the day. um, One of her books, she describes it as, I gave all that I knew of myself to all that I knew of God.
1: I like that.
0: And that has stayed with me, and my understanding of that has grown, because both those knowledge bases do grow. Yes. As we go through life, our knowledge of ourselves and our knowledge of God.
1: Definitely.
0: So that's it in a nutshell. Great. For me. (laughs) Okay. And then, how
1: did you meet your husband, David? And tell us a little bit about your wonderful daughter and son, Liz and Nathan
0: well david and i met at bible college we actually wrote letters because he was there for one year and then left to work for submission groups over in europe based in austria actually but he worked for child evangelism fellowship doing front-end computer support for right. their office and we wrote I was in Bible college over here in the north, in Canada actually, Mm -hmm. and he was there in Austria and we wrote letters, I I still have them, it's been years since I took them out and (laughs) this is, I'm dating myself so horribly, after we've been writing for uh, nine months, he sends me the letter. I'd like to date you, but he was really cute, tongue-in-cheek about it. He says, but I asked myself, how does one do that when one is thousands of miles away, separated by an ocean? (laughs) We had a long-distance phone call. Yes, another thing that's of the ancient past. And they were hard to do. (laughs) So we talked it through, and that was an expensive phone call. Yes. About $90 of a phone call, which back then in the 80s was a lot of money. So anyway, God just, one thing led to another, led to another, and we we married without having spent very much time in each other's physical presence. Mm -hmm. So that came after we were married. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A little old-fashioned in that respect. Yeah. How fun.
1: (laughs) The correspondence by mail. Love it. Uh, Okay. And then... He was a computer programmer. I was always very impressed with him because he had his own business, his own clients, was doing really well with that. And then you also had Liz and Nathan. Tell us a little bit about them.
0: Yes, yes. So they came in just a few years into our marriage, and they're two years apart. We ended up homeschooling. Mm-hmm. At least through elementary school grades and most of junior high, and they they take after their father. They're they're very bright. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they they, they <laughs> truly they take after him. And even though he was at that point working for himself as a consultant at home, working with different software companies, he made time to walk him through certain subjects that he knew he could do. Math with Liz, science with Nathan. Just there were some real seminal touch points there for our children with their dad that I look back on, I'm so grateful for, you know. I, I just feel that's paramount
1: yes i love that too in fact we got to homeschool some together our sons were in preschool and that was just such a treat so fun to get together with you and then we also had andrew buchanan and melinda in that and
0: i still use the recipe that you used for making pumpkin muffins with oh those three goodness. preschool boys Wow. in our homespun preschool. I, that's the recipe I use. It's in your handwriting. Oh,
1: my um, goodness. Yeah. That is so fun. <laughs> those were such special times. And one of my favorite memories is you were teaching science to, this was a little bit older group of students, and we were in that homeschool group. You came over with a big, was it a thigh bone?
0: From
1: a cow. <laughs> from a cow. For them to actually dissect, right? That was just amazing. I loved all of the, just the hands-on teaching that, that we got to do. But but that is one of my memories. She bringing over that thigh bone into our backyard and, and the dissection.
0: <laughs> oh, Ellen. Oh, my goodness. It becomes so roaring
1: back. So many great memories. Yes. <laughs> yes. One of many. So fun. So what are they up to these days?
0: okay my oldest is right now living locally with us she's had some health struggles and then my youngest is in the uk pursuing the motorcycle design engineering education having finished the undergrad and now having applied to have the masters in that niche which is so exciting
1: so great so proud of him Mm. actually i'm very proud of both of them i know liz loved that she was interested in linguistics and loves Mm -hmm. to write and david is a great writer as well i know Mm. they also love strategy games so very fun (laughs) family Well, I would love to hear a little bit about some God stories that you would like to share. What are some differences that you've seen Jesus really make in your life? In other words, what difference does it make to be walking alongside Jesus in your life? And what are ways that he's shown himself to be real and to just show his character? And what aspects of his character have you seen?
0: Okay. That is... So how long do we have? The you know, next 24 hours? No. Yes. <laughs> Certain stories. Stories are so good, right, at conveying those deep-down elements. When my David was pursuing his college degree, and then he knew he wanted to go on to get his PhD, and he, he'd chosen the field of geophysics, And it was time to Fisher Cut Bait because he'd done all that he could part-timing at MiraCosta Community College here locally. He had it all mapped out. Then he would have an automatic transfer to UCSD for his junior and senior upper-level division of classes. But there was this problem, Fisher Cut Bait time. He would have to quit. He could no longer work and support our family. And it was a huge transition. Our kids were getting older and they were starting to approach high school. One was going into high school, one was a little behind. And so I needed to take on paying our bills. Well, how does one do that when, you know, you haven't been in the workforce for a good 15 or more years and you've been a mom at home raising children? But God led one thing at a time. The difference God makes... For me, this is what I can say with authority. I speak just for me. Knowing Jesus means that in my mess of a life that I don't have together, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, he absolutely comes in in the deepest times of unknowing or doubt or pain and then shows himself brilliantly backlit by that Mm -hmm. whatever type of suffering that is because god knows that to live in this life on this planet earth is to have pain Mm -hmm. and to be broken Mm -hmm. and so as david was thinking how can i do this to my family i just don't see how we're going to make it he was making the decision to go full-time as a junior and senior at UCSD. He had been accepted by the school. But I was not getting enough piano students in what we had finally, you know, sifted out that would be a feasible means for me to take care of our family and earn enough money to pay our bills, was to give private piano lessons. And I'd been studying up on it, I'd been preparing, and I had I had a few I had the cusp of a number of students to make a piano studio, but I didn't have enough. And it was August. Wow. And David, he said, I, I have to decide now. I, I'm going to withdraw from the program. Wow. And I prayed and prayed and prayed about it. And I just did not have peace about that. And I said, no, 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 no. Don't do it yet. That's all I knew. Mm -hmm. you know god gave light for that one step just don't do it yet do you remember ricker and bobby mccaslin yes from seacoast yes they gifted us so generous-hearted they did this for all kinds of people they gifted us a a long weekend up at their cabinet Lake arrowhead so david and i went up there and i think you and steve had our kids that weekend Ah. you know i'm just remembering Mm -hmm. that. so we just had such a wonderful time of laying everything else aside and just reveling in the mountains, the trees, and being quiet so we could get guidance, you know? And I told him, I just don't want to see you give up on this dream. And when we came back down that mountain, it was you, Ellen. <laughs> it was you. I think it was this the next day. You called me, you said, Debbie, the school that my children attend mm-hmm. has put out a notice they are looking for a choral accompanist. They have a need for that. I called them, and I got hired within the week.
1: Wow. Yes. That was so amazing. Also, within
0: that week, Mm -hmm. God gave me, it was something like six more piano students in my private teaching. So between those two sides of the coin of my music life, then we knew, okay, we can do this. We can put our foot in the water, and we can dare to say, we'll be able to pay our bills, continue to have a roof over our heads, And have david go full-time at ucsd and god did other things too like the real estate market in california which is so crazy that the little house the 1400 square foot house we live in we could refinance at that point great and have that bulk of money pay for certain annual big expenditures insurance and other things Mm -hmm. i mean it was just crazy this patchwork quilt of how god provided and you're a big part of that story (laughs) ellen
1: so fun (laughs) i love that And I have to say, Debbie, what I also admire, which for you, you may not have even thought of this, but David was doing so well with his computer programming. He was able to support the family very well, had great clients, but he had this dream And you, as his wife, knew that he so wanted to pursue that and you wanted him to be able to do that. And I so admire that, that you didn't say, no, no, you can't do that. We really need you to provide versus, no, this is your dream. I'm going to champion you in this and... We'll figure out a way and God will make that way. So I don't even know if you've thought of that, but I certainly do being a more selfish individual or more worried about things like that. But I just think that's phenomenal that that was your thought. I want him to be able Mm -hmm. to pursue this.
0: Well, thank you. That's very honoring, Ellen. Mm -hmm. I could argue with you about which one of us is more selfish. (laughs) But but I digress. Okay, so David, he was very careful to think about the impact it would have on our family. Mm -hmm. And he did it very reticently, very carefully. And we talked things through. And I just knew for me in my own heart, in my conversations with God, this was what I needed to do. This was important. That's great. My husband was not going off on some sort of weird gratification for himself. Mm -hmm. I saw that I had the chance to embrace this as a God moment in our journey and to say, okay, I'm all in.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's good to see that vision and that way of looking at it.
0: All right. Well, what
1: other things stick out in your mind that you'd like to share?
0: Well, just recently in my job at the Armstrong Garden Center, maybe now's a good time to yes, talk about this. Yes. Um, it's funny how all of us, I'm sure, can look back at our lives and we we see these patterns emerging. So I picture a loop, like even a slinky. Those little mm-hmm. slinky toys that used to, yes. we used to have go down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Bloop, 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 bloop. Circular, circular, circular. Well, I've had these circular things happen in my life. I think all of us have yes. where... I just shared one of them when David was needing to fish or cut bait and decide, do I pull out of the program at UCSD or is this going to work, this wild, crazy idea? I was there again after two years of COVID and my husband and my daughter both taking a great hit with that. They became Mm -hmm. long haulers, which Uh, is where mm -hmm. COVID messes personally with your immune system and they they became invalids Mm -hmm. for a time and um, couldn't work. There was no income being brought in. And and here I am. I taught piano remotely for a year. And after that, I felt like I was going to pull out every single one of the hairs on my head. And I just knew I, I just can't do it remotely yes. anymore. So I came up with this plan to do it in person and have immune-compromised people under my roof and how that's all going to work out. Right. Well, I had a perfect plan, which involved living in southern california where we can be outside virtually all of the year if you have covering Mm -hmm. over your head right right which i do i have a deck and a little patio with a covering so i had it all worked out with a piano that was going to plug in outside and i will spare you all the details but that completely blew apart and part of it was supply issues that we were experiencing the world over as well Mm -hmm. as in the us and i couldn't get the equipment i needed and blah blah blah. We get to where my plan is gone. It's like, okay, my piano studio is basically dissolved. I've invested 20 years into accompanying and teaching. What else do I know how to do? I was wildly looking around. How can I even hope to get some sort of full-time job that will bring in some money enough to at least pay bills? And God told me, look out your window look out your window and I'm looking at my yard and and my husband had kept telling me well Debbie you know you've had this hobby all these decades and it's grown you know a lot of Latin names for plants now and I told him I'm no expert yeah but you have the cusp of something you could you could leverage this so God used that and I applied at a garden center locally didn't hear back I applied at another one that wasn't hiring but I gave them all my info and I felt like I'm obeying the Lord, but now I've lost the wind in my sails. Because it's been a month of job hunting now, and I don't know where to turn. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear back from the first choice. But then the God thing was that I had to say yes in my heart to something the Lord was telling me. Okay, now the next step is for you to apply at... Fill in the blank, I'm not going to say it publicly, but it's a big box store. Mm-hmm. And there was this fierce opposition in my heart to doing that because I would never in a million years want to make any kind of long-term career out of working there okay. in that niche yes. of their garden center. Yes. And the Lord said gently, and he speaks to all of us differently, but he gave me that impression of, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? And because I've been blessed to have a very gentle but very loving human father, I think that's really influenced how I perceive my heavenly father talking yes. to me. He never flouts himself at me. or you know. And we know God isn't like that. His mm-hmm. word reveals that he is very personal and he's very supportive and nurturing. But it wasn't like he said, so do you trust me?
1: Right. With his hand on his hip. Yes.
0: It was more beckoning. Can you picture someone beckoning and say, Do you trust me? Do you trust me? I love it. You know, with his eyes full of love. Mm. And I said, Okay, I will. I will. And that was on a Sunday. And the next day, when I went online, at the first opportunity to fill out the resume, etc., online, for that big box store that I didn't want to have anything to do with. God tapped me on the shoulder and he said, I want you to check back with that first choice company. And I did. And lo and behold, they were advertising on their website online that they were having an in-person interview session at a local store, which was 15 minutes from my house. You had to sign up online, get your own slot, and you had to send in your resume, all your stuff, and fill out the application which I had done before, but what I hadn't realized, I'd never heard back, was because I had goofed up in the submission. Oh, You know, one has to know which button to press yes. at which time yes. <laughs> in all this online world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently, I had goofed that up. I didn't goof it up this time. And I submitted, and I got my slot, and sure enough, the next day, I was hired. So God very personally showed me that he got me that job and that was ground for me to stand on because it was and it is a place of great discomfort for me because it has a lot of unknowns it pushes me to the physical limit and it pushes me to the spiritual limit and it's Mm -hmm. a huge change in my life yes I'm now full-time working in a really hugely physical job. I've lost 15 pounds. Wow. I've gained back some you of my muscle.
1: You look amazing.
0: Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> we tell each other at work, you know, our minds and bodies are going to still be working when we're, you know, late That's 80s, great. early 90s, yes. right? But. The Lord got me that job. He's going to sustain me in that job. And I'm on mission for him in that job. It's a spiritual practice for me. I am supporting my family. I am doing what he gave me to do. And he made that so clear at every step, how he gave me the idea, how I actually got the job interview that yes. actually hired me. And and it was so way over the top, too much for me, mentally, emotionally, physically, right. but... Our God knows how to lead us in triumph.
1: Wow, I love it.
0: In any unknown. Mm -hmm. And life is unknown, always.
1: Very true. So Debbie, I know, too, you've had some big losses in your life lately. I know it's been, of course, hard to see David and Liz having such a hard time with the long COVID. And thankfully, doing somewhat better very much praying for them, but also in your own family of origin. Can you tell us a little bit about that and and how God has just helped you through?
0: My sister, Gail, five years older than me, always um, slightly a mother figure, never we were never latchkey kids where she was pressed into acting as my mother but she was always very motherly and everyone was on the receiving end anyone in her life the receiving end of her mercy Mm. such a gift of mercy she was a caregiver extraordinaire Mm -hmm. as i like to say literally a caregiver as in-home nursing care Mm -hmm. for clients up there in washington state and she was a runner she she was in the best shape she had ever been in her life because she was starting to have littles come along little grandchildren. She had three and she wanted to be able to get down on the floor and play with them and tumble Mm -hmm. and in the midst of what for her was the most physically fit time and, and the most enriched time of ministry and job life that she'd ever had she stumbled and fell on a run on a trail out there in the beautiful neighborhood where they live and All they could figure was she'd broken a rib, because she'd landed really strangely. So after a while, it was supposed to be getting better, and it wasn't, and the pain was increasing. So that's how they found out that she had a strange genetic anomaly, lung cancer, having never smoked a cigarette a day Mm -hmm. in her life, Mm -hmm. nothing she got from our parents, just a genetic anomaly, and within six months of the doctors actually finding that that was so, she went to heaven. Six months, just almost to the day. So it was fast. She went from the peak of physical health to severe decline. And she, at every layer of what was physical decline and spiritual challenge in that journey, to put it in her own words, when she officially entered the cancer pipeline, Mm -hmm. when she got her diagnosis, at every layer, she and her husband with her, they processed, they filtered the reality of what the doctors were saying, what was going on in their family, what was going on between them, what personally they were thinking. They filtered it through prayer. Prayer was their filter. Hmm. They prayed together. And of course, they were praying on their own. Mm -hmm. And to watch them go through that process Mm -hmm. seared all the decades of Bible teaching that I had been blessed to receive Seared it into my heart, to see it acted upon. Cast all your cares wow. upon God, for He cares for you. Mm. To cast means to throw with great force. Yeah. And they did. The Philippians verse, mm-hmm. pray about everything. Ah. Be anxious for wow. nothing. yeah. My sister kept a journal, and she was not a journaling type mm. of gal, but she kept a journal during those six months. And it's beautiful to go back and read how she was wrestling with Scripture. And just she just had her hands open to what God chose to send to her. Wow. And I <laughs> I look to her. I've always looked up to her because mm-hmm. she's, she's my big sister. Yeah. So those who, who have older siblings who are people of character they can understand what I mean you know you always look up to that person Mm -hmm. and now she's gone ahead of me to heaven too Mm. so she's always been ahead of me and I I still think of her in terms of my big sister who's now gone ahead of me and gotten to heaven first just as she did so many things here on earth first and it hasn't changed that relationship Mm. that I have with my sister yeah I'm her little sister Yeah. She's my big sister. And the way that she always modeled for me mercy Mm -hmm. and active surrender to what God allowed. You know, I learned a lot by watching that and seeing her go through a lot of physical pain. Nobody wants to be in physical pain. Mm -mm. I learned a lot by watching her go through a lot of emotional pain. Nobody wants to go through emotional pain. But there's a theology in Scripture that we can buy into. We can sink our teeth into it. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. He never pulled any punches on us. He, he never... He never held back. Jesus made it clear to the people that he mentored personally and to all of us through his word, who have come after those apostles, he made it clear that (laughs) we're going to have trouble. And I think growing up as an American, comfortably at least blue-collar, lower-middle class, you know, I, I never went hungry. I never was naked and needed to be clothed
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think growing up that way excuse me I have to wipe my tears <laughs> I I didn't get some of the hard curveballs until later in my life mm. and it, it just is what it is some of us have hard curveballs thrown mm-hmm. when we're too young to even know mm-hmm. that we live a very hard life others of us People look at us on the outside, they think, oh, they've had nothing that challenged them. They've had such an easy life. I think I did have an easy life until later on. But all of us will
1: have Mm -hmm. trouble
0: in this life. Mm -hmm. So we know if it hasn't happened already at this point in the present, it will happen. But we don't have to live in dread because that's not all that Jesus said. He said way more than, in this world you will have trouble. He said, I am with you mm. to the very end. You have my spirit in you. When you choose to follow me, we're doing this together. He's with us. He leads us in it. He leads us through it, and he leads us out of it. And I'm just finding after recent years of a lot of trial that it's just getting more exciting the harder mm. it gets. Wow. It's, it is more exciting because everything... In God's word, it's true. Mm. It's true.
1: Mm -hmm. I sometimes think of that verse where Paul says that he wants to join in the suffering for Christ. Almost as if he's saying, that brings me closer to Christ. Or Christ went through this suffering. I want to be able to join in that same suffering for the kingdom of Christ. And like what you've said, I read that verse sometimes with dread. I think, oh, well, I like a lot of the Bible, but boy, I don't know about this suffering part. But yet when I have gone through really hard things and suffering, it is very sweet to have that relationship with God. That's when you really feel that closeness that care and you you see him at work so much but still I'm I'm really glad you brought up that that we can often see that with dread but yet he does care so much for us I love too that you brought up that verse cast your cares on him because he cares for you so thank you for for being willing to share about all of that Thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening. Yeah. And interviewing.
1: Yes, thank you. Someday you'll
0: get interviewed, I'm sure. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: As you can see, I keep putting that off. (laughs) It feels a lot easier to interview other people, put them on the line. So I would love to hear if you have any thoughts that you've been thinking of lately that you just have to share with the listeners anything that you either have been learning or pondering that you would like to make sure everybody knows about Jesus. You've already told us so much.
0: (laughs) Wow. I love all that is in scripture about wait, wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord, wait, my soul, be patient, stand firm. There's a whole thread There's so many threads in Scripture. There's an infinity of threads in Scripture. And we finite beings get the joy of of picking one at a time. You know, we can only really think of one thing at a time or learn one thing at a time, actually, really. Won't it be cool in heaven when we can just keep learning more of the infinity of what Mm -hmm. is all there in God's Word? So just picking a thread of that waiting, that standing, that's what we do in the gap. Because life, okay, I'm a visual, right? So I mm-hmm. conceptualize things that people say. There's so much lag time in between each wave, which is a, either a high point or a super, you could call it the low point of suffering, like trauma or a situation, boom, that comes. That's like the crisp edge of the wave but then there's a lot of lag time in between the highs or the lows that punctuate our lives and what do we do in the lag time I choose to see that scripture keeps beckoning me to be living in expectancy knowing that the next wave is gonna come Mm -hmm. and there's gonna be stuff that's good and there's gonna be stuff that's bad both high points and low points but but in between is not time out for me, is not right. where I go off and have some lord of, sort of la 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 la
1: mm-hmm.
0: brainless life. Yeah. That is absolutely chock full of training, like an athlete who's training in between when the Olympic contest happens or the world championships. Those are those, you know, wave crisp edges, but in between what do they have to do? They're training, they're training they're training diligently and I don't have to worry about coming up with a program of discipleship for myself because I'm not in charge of that. Praise God. Jesus is and so he brings along what I need to know I just have to be ready to say yes yes, I'm in. Okay, you want me to do this full time job at a garden center yes, I'm in You want me to, what? (laughs) Not be a a homemaker at home in my happy place with my children, but teaching, bringing in strangers into my home all afternoon and giving private lessons. And What? You want me to do that? Oh, okay, I'm all in. And so many unknowns, but it is a wild ride. I think that so many of us, maybe we just didn't realize that Christianity would be so different than the preconception we had in our mind, Mm -hmm. that becoming a Christ follower would actually be the thing that makes us fully seated. Like, "Mm, okay, I'm super uncomfortable, but this feels right because this is what I was made for. I was made to live this unknown adventure following Jesus. So wait, my soul, wait upon the Lord in the leg time when i don't know what the next thing is going to be or i'm in the middle of a situation mm-hmm. and i have no idea how it's going to turn out and i have all my desires for instance i want my sister to live i want her to yes. beat this cancer i want my husband to be completely healed of long-haul mm-hmm. covid when i don't know what's up ahead What am I doing right now with the unknown? I can even bring that in all my frustration and my anger and my pound my head on the steering wheel kind of Mm -hmm. emotions. I can bring it to God, filter it through all kinds of conversation with him and stand firm and all kinds of amazing surprises happen. And it's Mm -hmm. not like anything any of us could ever have predicted. But isn't that really what all of us want out of life?
1: So true.
0: We want adventure. We want excitement. Mm -hmm. And we don't get that by going our own way. We get that by saying, oh, Jesus is beckoning me. Okay, I'm going to follow him. I'm in. I'm all in.
1: I love that. You're walking along this path with such a loving, unconditionally loving companion who is guiding you, who's trustworthy, faithful, and We know the end. We know that heaven is our final destination. And by heaven, we know that we are in this perfect place, but also in this perfect relationship with God and others. So that is just so important to keep our our eyes on. And like you're saying, he knows what's best for us. So just to keep going along and trusting in him and getting to see him at work.
0: Yes, I feel as if all my life I have been constantly being converted.
1: Mm, I love that. And I love just the realness behind that too, because we have this selfish nature and it's not just only selfish, but Mm self-protective, sometimes based on fear or anxiety, or maybe based on pride, where we don't even see that we're seeing a situation in a certain way. But God knows, and he so wants us just to come to him and be able to walk with him in his way because he does know what's best and he is right there by our side so that is just so good for me to remember today by talking with you
0: can i tell you a quote that i've been meditating on for months now
1: please do
0: your heavenly father gives you everything you would have asked for if you knew everything he knows
1: wow yeah powerful that is yeah deep sigh thank you so much debbie for talking with us today it just means the world to hear your heart and your thoughts and i just love your your genuineness and love you dear friend
0: love you dear friend thank Mm -hmm. you so much thank you
1: (laughs) thanks everyone for joining us this is ellen bennett with the extraordinary lives podcast